0: Hey guys, welcome to Be The Karen. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Liz. Hey guys. Hey, and you know, Be The Karen is our weekly podcast for Black women by Black women, where we can laugh, scream, cry, Karen-free, and judgment-free. Yes, and you know we love to do our favorite thing when we open the show, and let's check it in on each other. So Ashlyn, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend... Y'all I don't know so since we move into Atlanta y'all can't spend money and y'all know I'm unemployed at this moment so it's just a little rough right now and I'm so fiscally responsible so I won't spend like like I was tell Liz if I got 17 dollars in a mil in my set sa- in my checking and if I have a million in my savings I only got 17 dollars I'm not gonna spend that money so I've been in the house cause I can't go out cause like in Chicago you go out downtown that's a hundred dollars minimum for a night so you're mostly going up to two hundred dollars and that's even if you got a couple drinks bought for you cause me and my friends keep going so no I just sat, sat in here and chilled this weekend and I invited a friend over but that's it how about you? Um, Mine was good. I was like in the house m- for the most part until up until Saturday. And I went down to Akron and visited my family. And we had like um, this cookout yesterday. So girl, all the free food. And I'm um, <laughs> just picking stuff up off of my mom because I am also broke, y'all. Um, So just getting stuff that I need. And uh, that's what I'm definitely gonna miss about being a couple hours away from my mom. Like, so we both broke. So, you know, like two dope queens and two broke girls. We like two broke queens. Like that's... <laughs> two broke queens. That is you. broke queens. I'm here for it. That's what we should call the episode. You <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, it was nice to just, you know, be with them. And overall, it's been a good weekend. Today's Labor Day and I was knocked out all day. So that was really nice, too. So, you guys know that we love to shout out black-owned businesses every week. And this week I am shouting out Puzzle Huddle. It's a children's jigsaw puzzle line featuring diverse characters. And it's black-owned. So when I mean diverse, I mean black. And so the pictures um, have like chemistry boys, future astronaut puzzles, um, ballerina puzzles. They're all like very positive black puzzles so they come in like 15 pieces, 24 pieces, fuzz, uh floor puzzles, um 42 and 100 pieces one. So like it is all like very popular, very positive black owned um images and they also have pillow collections and stuff. So look them up, it's puzzle huddle on puzzlehuddle.com. All right y'all. So we have officially made it to 10 episodes of Beat It, Karen. Woo! Y'all, we have been at this for 10 weeks, which I am, like, so shocked because uh, we, me and Ashlyn, be having all these ideas, and we just... And, y'all, we do be having good ideas. That's true. But, like, we, so, I think it was last year, we wanted to do, um like, a black-owned weed dispensary mm-hmm. we wanted it to be like it was just all these different things y'all we ain't loved. it would have been so good if we would have been good but like that was so much work, and that was really not us like we wouldn't have been passionate about that i think this is yes. so for us so i'm glad we did it i'm so shocked that we lasted this long girl but i do i think this has just been such a fun experience that like we've really been learning as we go y'all because we didn't like really research anything we were just like let's just do it and see what happens so I think we've both been able to use our creativity and our um just us and so much of our personality into it and our little baby I love our podcast so much um so Ashlyn what was one thing that when I asked you to do a podcast like what was something that you um were supposed were surprised to know or something that you thought you were gonna know going in or how has that changed at all? You mean thought to know what? Like, ah. Uh, like, okay, so what was your first thought when I asked you and- Oh, I thought we should do it. Cause we always, it was like, I, I thought, well, we both are journalists. So I didn't really think it's that hard. you know, if don't nobody know how to run their damn mouth, is me. So I was like, cool. I was shocked honestly that we actually went along with it and did it and actually seemed dedicated because we always make some plans and everything. So I don't even know if I really take it serious. But I'm really glad that we did it. And I'm glad that it came at the time, you know, we had done it. We're in quarantine still. And it was right after Toyin died and the Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor and the um, George Floyd. I felt like it came at the perfect time. And guys, you know that I'm unemployed and I was going to therapy weekly. And right after June, I stopped. I couldn't pay for therapy anymore. My job wouldn't pay for it anymore. And it's $200 um, a session. And I'm like, girl, I ain't about to pay that. And I'm about to move. <laughs> so um, I think um, I'm glad that we did do this. Because this has been kind of therapeutic, too. I get to talk about stuff that um, that I, I sometimes talk about in therapy, too. Yeah. And for me, it was more like I needed it. I, it was like I kind of just it just happened. And I didn't realize how much I would need this podcast because when we started the podcast, like the first episode, everything was good. You know, I was working my job. I was just really um, in a different space than I am now. And then when I did lose like a full-time writing opportunity, it was like, Ooh, like this is bad. So then I wasn't working like that. And I mean, just having Ashlyn and we talk you know off the podcast of course but just having this podcast to come to every week has definitely been so therapeutic and helping me get it get out like the things that just frustrate me and I've seen the news and stuff that's great so what is your favorite episode of our so far list so so far mine is our second episode which is make it an entanglement Um, You guys remember that was about um, the whole Jada Pinkett, Will Smith, and August Alsina situation, and I just thought that was such a funny and refreshing episode, especially since the episode we were going to do was, like, (laughs) so deep. So depressing. Y'all, we have this whole, like, deleted episode that if we ever, we'll see if we ever air, I doubt it, but um, (laughs) it was, like about my recent breakup and it was like the saddest thing even ashland's mom was like this is the most depressing thing ever and it's too much of y'all business like don't do it so, what's so funny about it is i after i had listened to it for a few days and i had thought about it i was like i do not want to air this like this is this is sad and I, I do not like it and i had talked to my mom about it i'm like i don't really want to hurt her feelings because i know it's about a breakup so then we had got on, um, you know, we had FaceTimed each other again, and I was like, so Liz, I don't really like the episode. And then I had felt so bad, and she was like, good, because I don't like it either. I'm like, right? oh. <laughs> I was like nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, I just sounded like in the depths, and I just couldn't do it. And <laughs> So luckily that situation happened and we were able to talk about it and it's literally one of my favorite episodes because you're just funny and i'm funny it's yeah that one i think that's actually my mom's favorite episode too but that's my favorite episode because you know it's just so damn funny because i'm like make them in entanglement the and i just loved how social media fucked with them so bad like that oh my one, gosh and i just felt like it was unnecessary for august house to just be and i just love that will smith is basically like my side chicks don't act like this <laughs> and I think my other favorite one um I really liked Black Parade because we were oh no my other one is Who Run The World Women because we were talking about WAP and Kamala Harris and I just love WAP so much and y'all know I love Megan Thee Stallion so much it was really fun just recording that one I like the yeah. ones that were really um joking around and stuff Yeah, I really like that episode, too, because I was, like, right when it was announced that Kamala was going to be the vice president candidate, so I just, I love our episodes when we celebrate Black women, especially, so that was really one of my favorites, and Black Parade, too, because we were so hyped about, like, all of everything that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, because Black Parade was about the um, Emmy nominations, Mm -hmm. next oh yeah that was it really was literally a black parade yeah that was a really really fun one and then I liked when we even though we're talking about ourselves again now I like the one where we talked about how we befriend became friends and stuff I really like ours but you know the one I really liked our protect Megan even though it was kind of you know a sadder topic it's a very relevant topic and that's why we created this show Um, Because, you know, I just feel like Black women are at the bottom of the bottom about visibility and protection, and and trans women aren't even, trans Black women aren't even looked at at all. So um, I like that we got to talk about that, too. Yeah, and I do like the moments when we do celebrate, you know, our trans women, because like you said, it's not, they don't get celebrated enough, and we're going to keep doing that. Yes, we are, because trans women are women. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright guys, so we uh, planned something a little different, a little special, um, because we are at 10 episodes, and we kind of want you guys to just, you know, get to know us a little more. You already know, like, I'm a blogger, and Communications, you know, we do, um, you know, things that we kind of like, but we just wanted to be a little more personal, and we just have some questions, we're going to, like, interview each other and get our journalism hats on and everything. It's kind of funny though because we kind of know most th- most things about each other. But keep going. <laughs> <We gone. laughs> all right, what is your biggest pet peeve? Liars. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> but like I say, I just want the truth, no matter if it's bad or not. I can't stand when people lie. I can't stand when people are sneaky because I'm like we're all adults you don't want to do something just say and i know sometimes you tell little white lies and stuff like that i do that too but i can't stand when people lie to me especially to my face like that pisses me off <laughs> pisses me off what's yeah. your thief mine is thieves so just the sneaky b- sneaky people in general um mostly people who steal i just think that's the most disgusting thing ever it's like it's like you there are so many other options than to have to steal from people especially ones that you know and who want to support you I just can't look I can't look at you again after that so um that's pretty much it or just sneakiness in general like if I can't trust you around me and around my space that's not gonna work because I have to be comfortable oh I got a question if you could be any type of criminal what would you be Oh, that is a good one. I don't know. What about you? I don't think I have one. I would like to be, um, like um, a jewelry thief. Cause you gotta like a like um heist type of thing. but like you know like i forgot the black lady's name there is like an international they even have a a netflix documentary about her and she went around just stealing millions of dollars worth of diamonds and stuff oh i forgot her name i know what you're talking about though all of that and you just look really i would i would do something like that or y'all i would be like a sniper and i would kill all the police officers that kill unarmed black men, and the judges who don't convict them. Yeah, I actually, I think that's what I would be, and more and child molesters, of course. I think. Yes. Yeah. It can uh, just any bad. So kind of like a superhero, but not really, because I kill. Um, something like that, where I can just take out just literally all the horrible people in this world. Yeah. You no, know, nice. A nice killer. <laughs> Yeah, a nice color. I feel like a jury thief is a victimless crime, kind of, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, They most likely have insurance on all that stuff, too. So. Yeah. And I would give back to the poor. Just mm-hmm. take it from the rich. Call me Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Oh, no, you yeah, you do have a question. Okay. Which one do I want to do? Oh, it's gone. So, what have you been learning about yourself within the six months of quarantine? I learned that, um, who what have I learned about myself? That I am like super anxious and I have to learn to calm down more. I learned that I'm like really, ch- uh, the, um, why am I just stuttering so much today? I'm really questioning like spirituality versus religion and stuff because. I don't know, like COVID has made me really, 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 you know, try to pray every day and everything because it scares the shit out of me. And then um also I just know that I wanna like dedicate my entire life to educating people about black people, whether but creatively, whether I work in advertising and like do stuff like PNG, or I continue to do internal communications and work in diversity and inclusion, like I have. I wanna continue to do Um, multicultural marketing. Basically, that's how I learned about this year for myself. Yeah, and for me, I think I've learned more that everything isn't about you know your job or your career, whatever. It's not all about that necessarily because a lot of people, um, including myself, have had that stuff stripped away from them. And what stands to me is my family and my friends and those relationships that I've built the years and I just know that I want to keep them keep the good people around me um, and also spirituality because I mean I think it, it's so important to at least you know believe and have faith in something right now because it can be really hopeless and scary so yeah I would say those two things I've definitely been stronger in that and making more practice with that and just being aware that there's life outside of whatever you think is going on in your little head what are you most um afraid what are you most hoping to get out of 2020 like as bad as it is um honestly i will just be happy that i made it through (laughs) i really will be like i did that like i feel like this is one of those years i'm just gonna tell my kids and i know it's gonna be in the history books but it's just going to be one that I just like, you no, know, you need to know what really was going on and just how I was feeling at that time and just knowing that I made it through. Cause I mean, I've been challenged in so many ways during quarantine. So just honestly, I'm just going to be celebrating getting out of it. And I'm so excited for next year and our plans, moving all of that. I'm just really looking forward to just in these next couple months and prepare for that. I'm afraid of all the healing everyone's going to have to do after this. Oh because like even people who had never thought about mental health issues are thinking about it now. Mm -hmm. And I read an article, they were saying that people, you know, are worried about older people being lonely and stuff. But they're saying people like our age are like the highest group of depression isolation right now because of quarantine, which is crazy to me because we out kicking it everywhere. But um, that's what they're saying in the thing. So I'm just like, um, it's just this year is just a lot. And um, I just hope that I come out healthy, my family comes out healthy, and I'm just happy and mm-hmm. live another day. But anyway, um but All right. So Ashlyn fuck Mary Hill and I got three celebrities for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So I got uh, Travante Rhodes. Ooh. Megan the Stallion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> and go uh, so with Luke James. My man, I'm marrying Megan the Stallion. I love her so much. And um, but I'm fucking the shit out of Travante all the time. And then I'm sorry, I really do love um, Luke James, but I'm gonna have to kill him. My fuck marry kill for you is themed with insecure. Would fuck marry kill Lawrence, Daniel or Nathan? Is it uh, oh my god. This okay. is Nathan, right? I'm marrying Nathan. Okay. Nathan seems like a really he'd make a really good husband. Um I'll disappear and leave you. True. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking uh Daniel because my gosh. I just I could sit on that beard all day. Um and then I'm killing Lawrence because to be stressing me out. Anyway. Just be stressful as fuck for no reason. Oh, I like this one. Let's do another one. Okay, yeah, let's do another one. Oh, yes, let keep within the theme. Okay. Um okay, so this theme is living single. Fuck your kill. We got Overton, Scooter, and Kyle. Mary Kyle. Oh darn! They're all. I would definitely just kill. Um. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. I marry Kyle. I would just fuck. Um. Scooter. And Overton's a good guy, but there is no way that I'd even be attracted to him. You know, I don't like that good, that his like okey doke type. You're talking about ghosts now. Scooter was good for a ghost. You wouldn't see him for like three months and then he's like. Know, which is why I said, fuck him. Yeah, that's true. No commitment. Yeah. Overton. So for you, So my theme is the Taker's movie girl girl i'm glad because I, I, we did not pick the same good <laughs> so fuck mary keel Ooh, ooh. my most beautiful cast ever oh my god michael ely um uh idris elba and then oh but he's gone so i'll just say michael ely idris elba and chris brown okay um Paul Walker was in it, but he's gone, so I just I know, so it's like rest in peace. Um okay, I am going to marry Idris because I mean just beauty, chocolate, all of that. Um all day, just waking up to that. His wife already is a lucky woman. Um I'm gonna fuck Chris Brown because I did, I've heard he has amazing dick, and then I'm going to kill off Michael. Even though he's beautiful, I know, he's beautiful, but something tells me Chris is really just going to give me that good, freaky time that I need, so. I, I can I can yeah. truly, truly, truly see that. Okay, I won't okay, agree with that. Okay, so mine is the best man theme. I, when I think of it, a bunch of men. I know you- <laughs> I'll do that one yeah. <laughs> okay so we got fuck mary kill we got morris chestnut we got terrence howard and we got tay diggs mm. kill tay diggs fuck um trace uh i about to say trace songs uh fuck um shit terrence howard and Mary, more chestnut. Yeah, that was actually mine too. <laughs> yeah. but in, right. that, in that order. I got a girl's edition for you because you did say Megan Thee Stallion, So Carter mm-hmm. me, Reed, Megan Estallion, Sweetie, fuck Mary Kill. Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one because they're all gorgeous. Um, all right, I'm gonna marry cardi fuck megan i'm gonna have to kill off sweetie even though she's so cute yeah she is cute i would would absolutely marry megan always in any situation oh i know i know any conversation (laughs) and then i will fuck cardi because i know she would turn me out i know she would and then sweetie she's so cute but mm. right it's like okay if i have to kill off somebody it's just gonna be her yeah so we're gonna keep up with the sex question theme. Ooh. What is, where and you don't have to say any names, of course. Where is the wildest place you had sex at? Oh, I'm gonna ask you that. I, I had sex, ooh and <laughs> so um in my basement. No, in our laundry room, in the building laundry room, and we locked the doors. And people could kind of like walk, I mean, only, they only had to walk past and they could have really heard our asses, but it was like just the rush that we weren't that secure and we could have easily got caught. It was really fun. What about you? Mine is the office of um, an apartment building. It's like the the leasing office area or whatever. And it was the same situation. Definitely could have got caught. It was like, kind of midday so it was just that risk and I had and I knew what was happiness. I had this dress on with like nothing else just a dress mm-hmm. and it was just that whole just, oh at any moment so like open this door situation which actually scared me because I have anxiety but it was fun too. Oh no I'll be See, when you want to come <laughs> I'm, like, I'm taking all the risks I don't even feel no no uh fear I'm just like I'm just all about the end game right mm-hmm. now um um what i don't know what do you look for in a sex partner Mm, um definitely have to please the vagina aka eat pussy definitely have to do that (laughs) um but before we get to the sex part um somebody who like you just look at them and you know y'all are about like something's about to happen like it's just this natural you don't have to say it it's just you know what's about to happen um and somebody who's also like kind of controlling and can like just take charge for sure what about you you gotta smell good and be very clean first for me because if I've never told you, oh, you smell so good, you ain't never getting a draw. <laughs> that is like the number one compliment that I can kind of give you right there. Um, it just tickles my stomach when I, I can inhale cologne. Like mm, yeah. I love the smell of cologne way more than perfume. And um, yeah, someone who's definitely really controlling, not really controlling, but definitely kind of because I like to be choked up and stuff, y'all. I, I'm mm. small, I like to be thrown around and shit. <laughs> and um Someone real freaky that's just down for whatever because a lot of times you know, men be acting like they are freaky and women scared of them and stuff. Girl, it'd yeah, be all talk, all, all talk. talk. You get with them, and then it's just like they want you to do everything, or it's just, just bad in general, they have, they're clumsy with it. Yeah, those are the main ones that's always talking about it. I kind of like a man that's just like, you know. I find out about it as we go kind of thing yeah oh i got a good question would you rather <clears throat> head for the rest of your life or sex for the rest of your life only uh, either head only for the rest of your life or penetration only for the rest of your life head only <laughs> yep head only for the rest of my life yeah you know- i mean i can't even get to penetration without it so it's kind of like yeah we we can do that forever yep that's me too actually i think i've had better sexual experiences when i've just gotten hit yeah like seriously and i yeah because if you're bad at that it's just i'm not even gonna try and entertain anything else honestly okay thing to do sexually my favorite thing to do, actually, besides head, because obviously we're there, um, I actually like uh, doggy style a lot, and I like getting my hair pulled in the process, so just anything where my hair is getting pulled, my, I'm getting choked out a little bit. I like to be a little rough with it, but I also like like intimate sex, too. so it's like a, a cross. I like that romantic stuff and be a little rough with me, too. <laughs> see I don't really like a best love so I like to be flipped over it and smacked up and all that so yeah from the back and oh it's just one move upside down I always talk about and I love to give I love to give I love to give hits that's it that's all that we have really <laughs> that's all I don't know if we thought that we was gonna share this much but okay <laughs> let's talk about like fashion what is your who's your style icon Oh, I have a couple. Um Solange is one. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, I have bloggers too, so like Abby Fresh. Um, yeah, those three. I think they all have really colorful style and they uh rock their natural hair too. So I'm really I've always been inspired at what they're doing for sure. I've loved Solange's style forever. I like Nia Long style because it's like the simple classic but real kind of sexy look. I love the understated sexy look. And I'm really good. I think I'm really cute with it too. Like, um, I like Solange because I love her natural hair and Tracy Ellis Ross has always been like an icon based on like natural hair. And mm-hmm. Rihanna, honestly, if I'm looking oh, yes. for, if I'm like I'm going out and I just really need inspiration, I do look on Rihanna's um page. Just as, mm-hmm. and Beyonce is an icon. Like she, her, her game, her dress game is really fucking cold. Wait, sweetie, whoever her, um, oh yes, um, sweetie is a cold ass dresser. Like cold as hell. She might be the coldest um, female rapper is, in far as dressing. Oh, definitely. And Zendaya too. Like I love her style too. She just her and her stylist together are just everything. Yeah. Them. Um, so what is one thing You're going out And what's one thing That you have to have to know Like bitch I look so good tonight Red lipstick just always Gives me that pile And I feel like for some reason It's like a bullseye to guys Like even on like walking down the street Or in the store or something I'll wear red lipstick They can't keep their eyes off it really does not matter what else you wear sometimes because I've been out like in a random night just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I put some red lipstick on and I still get them niggas So I think it's the red lipstick. Mine is like a dark pink or a red lipstick and highlighter. I love highlighter because I'm just... You I said just, one like, thing. My huh? You said one thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> highlighter then. Just highlighter. <laughs> I love like a little disco queen I like, like, for your eyes and stuff too. You can, do mm-hmm. with it, yeah, and you can even use a little bit of it, like just a little shimmer on your lips. So you can do a lot with it. With yeah. lipstick, you can even if you have to make a little blush and a little eyeshadow, very mm-hmm. quickly. So I like yeah. that. What is your favorite piece of clothing? Hmm. I love dresses. Mm-hmm. I always Feel really really sexy in a dress especially like a tank like um like one with like small straps and stuff I just feel really sexy I like any dress that has my back out I love a backless dress I think it's just so sexy like no matter what it is whether it's a um bodysuit a dress a regular shirt or something I just think showing your back and your shoulders is just so sexy on any woman too honestly because your back has basically less flaws it's just I just love it so much and I like to take pictures from the back when I out. <laughs> that's my backless dresses and backless stuff like that it's really good what is um but I also really like since I haven't been in the office in so long I really did these two love like cut off pants not cut off pants like cropped pants and a cute button down shirt and some. Oh yeah clothes. those are cute that was like, I really loved doing that when I was in school, when I was at work. I don't know when we're going to be back in the office. I know, right? hmm So this is like career. So what made you choose the career path you're on and what do you see yourself doing um, moving forward? So I chose my career path. I, I got my, I started off in journalism just because I was so good in English and I went to like my AP English classes all through high school. And then so I just thought that, you know, communications would be it, but then I went over to broadcast journalism, then I went to print journalism, just because I wanted to write and I wanted to do articles, then I fell into corporate communications, which led me into diversity and inclusion, but I had always kind of wanted to be in diversity and inclusion. So when I was in Kent State, I was the religion beat reporter. So that was very diverse to different uh, religions. And then my mom always made sure that I was so aware of my Blackness and everything. So now diversity with my creativity is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I can absolutely see myself being like the head of diversity or the head of the chief communications officer for a major um, corporation. Yeah, but it has yeah. to have some way that I can make things better for black people too. You are. That's exactly what's what's gonna be happening. Like I just see you at the forefront, just making those like creative executive decisions about, you know, black people and all of that. Because you do. You're so passionate about it and you're naturally creative. So that's definitely gonna work. Um so mine is a little different. So I um was always like into writing like forever. I loved writing. Um, And when I was in high school, my um, high school teacher, Mrs. Paulson, was, um, she told me that like, she was just reading my stuff or whatever. And then I think I did like one year at at our newspaper and she was like, yeah, like, this is literally what you should be doing. You should be a journalist. You should really get into magazine writing and things like that. And at that time, I had always loved fashion. So I didn't really know how to put it all together. And then um, I decided, like, after I saw The Devil Wears Prada, that I wanted to do both. So fashion journalism. So When I got to Kent State, it was like, I knew I wanted to do magazine journalism. And I was really focused in that. And um, just through time, I just realized that with both fashion and journalism, there's just not enough Black people. There's not enough diversity in that. Um, And so like a lot of people, like I just decided to create my own lane. So that's how my blog came to be and all of that. And I just want to keep going in that direction and seeing things that I want to see. And hopefully, you know, employ some people who would want to do the same thing and whatever that pans out to be. Um, If it's like, you know, my own website or my own platform, if I'm writing for somewhere like that speaks to what I represent, which is empowering Black women and self-care and all of that, I definitely see that. But I don't think I'll ever stop writing or anything. And then also using my uh, marketing degree too. Whatever I do, guys, I don't care what nobody say. Money don't make you happy, but access, but being poor is an inconvenience. I do want to make a lot of freaking money. I don't care. And I will help other people make money too. Like I want to employ, I want to make black people part of the wealthy group too. Well, I don't even know how I'm going to do that. I believe I want to like put a whole bunch of black kids through college and stuff, start a scholarship fund. I'm already a co-chair of a charity right now. I want to continue to be in charity, but like, and it's for black people, for black and brown people. But I want to do something specifically to get kids to go to school, go to college, get a trade at least, and then somehow learn how to do stocks and funds and stuff, because Black people, if they don't need to know anything, it's to be financially. Yeah. yes, uh, I think we need more people at the forefront, and I tell Ashton all the time she needs, like, a budget or money type yeah. of book or something, because she just, she is so good um, in that lane, and I'm, and I think it's fine to want money and to have more than what, you know, every, your family, your parents have had as long as you're helping other people. And um, and I definitely don't see either one of us not doing that. All right, y'all. So we gonna switch gears and talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on in, you know, Black America. So number one thing that we wanted to talk about, and it's a congratulatory thing, Tyler Perry just made billionaire status. He owns literally. Yeah everything from the lights to the crew to the the sets the everything so his return is greater and um come on black billionaire yes i am so happy for him i I will genuinely say i'm so happy for him because i grew up watching tyler perry i remember when his plays first came out and it was like you know every black gathering you got to watch his plays so to see him just go from that to movies, to owning his own things, to employing so many Black people in Atlanta um, and just making like this Black Hollywood in Atlanta is just so amazing to see. Um, and he's, I do, I will genuinely say that he deserves, um, you know, the billionaire status. He also was about to make an airport in Atlanta They said. Really? Did I ever tell you when I visited Atlanta when I was in the 10th grade that I met him but me and my friend was too afraid to say anything, <laughs> So we was That's at a place called Houston in Atlanta. And I can't wait. I don't even eat pork no more. But I think if I do go to Atlanta, I'm going to eat them ribs because they were the best ribs I ever had in my life. And so we was um, at Houston. So we had seen somebody pull up with a nice ass car. It was my best friend and her aunt's aunt, mom, friend. And we was like, damn, look at that car. Some tall man just gets out and then he holds the door for us forever. Like we was taking our time and he was like such a gentleman. And I'm like, oh, that's Tyler oh Perry, <laughs> bitch. We, we, we <laughs> my friends, was so scared. And then so her, her aunt was like, y'all. We see so many celebrities in Atlanta. You can just go up to them. It's not really like that here. We got so scared. We had walked up behind him and then ran into the bathroom. And then when we got back and got back, got the nerve to do it, this man had already left. So, like, we could have We fucked that up. But. That yeah, that was like uh, 15, it was so funny. But uh, my friend, my mom was like, "See, you messed it up. Now you know he put everybody in his movies to do something. You messed you up. You know, girl, y'all could have been extras or something. So, but, here's the but, y'all. <laughs> there is a but. It's always a but. I am so proud of him and what he's done as a black man. He has the largest movie studio ever, bigger than Disney and all of that. But I don't like his movies that much because and there are some movies I'll still watch, but I think that his movies center and show center way too much on black women's trauma. Like it's like he kinda gets off on it. and I don't like that, you know, like the the marriage counselor movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It's like it's a woman always has to overcome something fucked up from a man especially and then always want to have a man usually a lighter skinned man in the end it's just I just think some of his stuff is very problematic very stereotypical and I used to love the Mr. Brown and stuff but I can't stand that coon shit it gets <laughs> too much now I just don't like it anymore it's not funny no more yeah and I think that that comes with the times I think when Tyler Perry first came out I think we were just so happy to have a black creative a black director putting in these black actors and actresses in movies and he had a really good reign in that and it wasn't until directors like um ava duvernay um will packer all of them came out we're like oh yeah there's other black content that is way less about the black woman's plight, um which he definitely you know thrives in right now but i think with him he just needs to get Fresher writers, fresher perspective, because Black women are not struggling like that, like he, like he thinks. Like a lot of his stuff is very old school and very an old way of thinking. So, like, remember last year when he was like, "Oh, I don't hire writers and stuff." And he needs to. Yeah, we we see that, <laughs> you know. So I think he definitely needs to have fresher writers with specifically Black women if you're going to write about Black women yeah he got a show called sisters ain't no fucking sisters in the damn writing room that makes no sense right and see i know like spike lee is one of my ultimate he might be my number one favorite director he always has been and i know spike lee used to talk shit about him and he was even at the um opening for the studios and everything but you know it's kind of funny to me you know how spike lee has always been like uplifting to the black people and all Mm -hmm. of that and even though he has some fucked up parts like and she's got to have it that rape scene in the movie, totally uncalled for, but I'm glad that he corrected himself in the show. But it's crazy how this black man is kind of exploiting black women because he's playing a black woman in his role, Medea, that could have been another black woman doing that movie, how he gets to make all of this. And then there are people who really make good content that don't get as far either. It's not like a hater type situation, but I just wish that something that was a little better representative of of black people had got that big so like even though Chadwick Boseman was like um RP to him guys he even it came out that he was offered a slave role and he said he don't do stereotypical roles he would never do like a Tyler Perry movie because it's so Mm -hmm. fucking stereotypical I just don't like the image that he portrays especially when it's so many different types of black and it is always black women are the number one business owners we are like the shit we ain't weak at all like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just don't like that. And even when he does portray like professional black women, it's always, uh, oh well, you ain't got no man, and it's always, it's like she can have her shit together, but okay, like daddy's little girls. Like Gabrielle Union had her shit together, but her life wasn't complete until she met this man and his three kids and baby mama drama. Like what? Right. What? And honestly, I don't think that she got a good in. She didn't get a good deal in that. Honestly. Uh, no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. So it's like stuff like that. And I, and I just always take that narrative that like a black woman isn't complete until she finds a man. So I do, I want him, I, do, I just want him to expand and just realize that there's so much more talent. It's fine to collaborate. There's other things that we want to see on TV, but you know, he also has an audience that is, you know, that comes from that way of thinking. So I think as long as they're around and investing in him, he'll always be okay. Yeah. I don't ever want him to like lose his money or anything. I just approve yeah, no. just, just his content. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um so also what like shocked her <laughs> body. Okay. Miss Niecy Nash is, is married nice. to a girl. It's yes. crazy. she just got divorced last year and now she's married to a girl. So my bitch used to say that she loved being married. My girl was not lying. She wasn't. And she um I think they met like on the seat on the um set of claws so they've been together for or known each other for a while anyway but young replacement is always around the corner always around don't let your husband you know make you think that your soulmate isn't on the way because they're on the way um but i mean she looks very happy she's very Happy and content and um I saw a tweet the, uh, the other day say, said you know what Nash has proven that men might be extinct in 2020 because we don't need them so I question my my attraction to straight men every day I'm just like why am I like this like it's so ghetto I, it is very ghetto so I just I mean she looked she seems happy they seem happy um it was a shock to everybody because i just never expected horrible Mm -hmm. people i don't know why um but hey good for you girl yeah um so you know crystal from the read was like uh she was like i know some happy dykes that feel re-energized everywhere right now (laughs) yeah like um and i didn't know that you could say that guys i'm not homophobic whatever she said it she said the word dyke in her yes uh, and she is also a lesbian yeah yes oh you know Um, but Nisi I'm happy for her and it's just going to show like I'm noticing so many black women that are really dating other black women and it's so crazy because I had watched this um, like this documentary and my attention spent some time to get low so I didn't watch the whole thing but this woman was saying I feel a privilege loving a black woman and who can love you more than a black woman and I've always said like no one can speak life until you like a black woman I could Mm -hmm. almost imagine the warmth and the the power that it is to be two black women to be in a relationship together that gotta really be some shit. so yeah. i judge that. that has to be like the most powerful most beautiful thing honestly i mean i have i know two well i have one friend two friends and they're together and they just seem completely happy um and then like friends of friends who got married um and they're both black women and I mean, they're glowing. Like, I, I honestly, I think that especially with black women specifically, we know exactly what we're looking for. And I think we can communicate. Well, for me, at least, like with black women, I've always been comfortable around black women. Um, so I can only imagine like if there's that romantic side of it too. just like, I, I just feel like it'd be a perfect um, situation and I'm not saying that all men of course it's not all men are bad or whatever but I mean y'all been real disappointing lately so lately bitch since the beginning of <laughs> always like I mean damn we just got was able to vote like 50 fucking years ago they still fucking disappointing <laughs> um so um Liz wanted to talk about this I kind of didn't because I get too passionate so I'm just gonna let Liz talk about it all I right say one thing and that's it Okay, so Cardi B, y'all, she's just been out and just speaking out about pretty much everything. People have been coming for her for WAP. Um, You know, she's just been in the news a lot for just the things that she says. Um, So Candace Owens, who, if you don't know, she is a a commentator, and she's a conservative commentator who basically always abashes Black people specifically. And she's just really... Literally specifically comes for Black people. And she, of course, um, came for Cardi. And she was just tweeting about her. And one thing that she said was, since most Black people didn't have the spine to admit, Ben Shapiro was 100% correct about Cardi B. Ben Shapiro was one person that was just talking shit about WAP and saying that Cardi B, you know, shouldn't be putting out that message. And saying that how her music um, and platform contributes to the disintegration of black culture and values so again y'all this is a woman who has honestly just any moment she has to talk shit about black culture she does so for her to say that cardi was actually you know dimming down black people with her song is just ridiculous it's like if anything she was a talking about her pussy but she cardi has always empowered black people and been at the forefront of black issues so for somebody like her who never ever speaks out in is so, just so anti-Black. It was just frustrating to see her just come out and say anything all right so i'm gonna say one thing because i can keep going i can't stand that ratty ass stupid ass bitch ass anti-black ass self-hating ass bitch candace i can't fucking stand her and the whole pregnant right now she got a republican rich ass white husband little stupid ass bitch hate herself so fucking much she hate black people so much it's not even about democrats she's only ever talking about black fucking democrats she just hates black period and i have never seen someone with beautiful black ass skin because her skincare line uh, her skin regimen must be on point she it does I hate herself so fucking much like how much what really happened to you where you really are that evil like she can't even have a calm conversation with black people she just has to be so mean. And then this bitch is so fucking stupid, right in Trump's coattail. He ain't even invite her to the fucking Republican um convention. Dumbass. He don't care about you. He don't like you. You're stupid. Don't nobody like you. Don't nobody want you. Just like they said on precious. I can't stand that hoe. I cannot stand her. And I just cannot stand black people that capitalize off talking bad about their own people. Cause bitch, he thinks you're a nigger just like he thinks we are. That's all I'm gonna say that's it and if anything what head nigga? like is that what you want you would just want to be right next to him and i just don't understand how people how people can get that but it you know what it could be a number of reasons why she hates herself and um her skin color and all of that and of course like you said she has a republican husband and I have a biracial baby and you know all of those things it's just because she just hates herself so anywho on somebody who doesn't hate themselves <laughs> Our girl, Serena Williams, is back. She is back, of course, just slaying these bitches as always, like we love her. um so she has been in uh doing the u s open I think it started this weekend, um and she's just been killing it as usual um i don't I'm not gonna lie y'all. I don't know much about tennis, but I know Serena is like supreme, so she's just been continuing to you know win against her opponents and all of that, and my favorite thing that I've seen this weekend. Uh, when she played, um, she had her husband Alexis Ohanian and then um, her daughter Olympia and they were so cute. Like Olympia is so adorable. And they had like this cute little like moment where she's waving at them and they're waving back. And it was just such a cute video. I love their relationship so much. Her husband is like team Serena and they're just so cute. Yeah, they're a cute little family. Another cute family is uh, Tiana Taylor and Iman. I think they actually had the baby this weekend, but um, they had their um baby shower. So people do baby showers for every kid now, it seems like they used to just be the first one, mm-hmm. but uh, so they did a baby shower and Junie stole the show with her dancing and her Vogue and her outfit, just like her mom. Like, that's one family that makes me feel like having kids is sometimes fun as hell. And I just love that she's a little black girl that's happy, a dark black girl that's mm-hmm. all happy, all beautiful. She just knows she's a stuff because her family bigs her up so much. So that's another family that I love so much, too. They do. I love Junie. I remember when um, Tiana was trying to hide her pregnancy, and then she's like, screaming in the background, let me hold my baby. let me mess y'all so- up. <laughs> Yeah, like they are just. I love that family, and now they're having another little girl or had one. And they just, they are just the perfect little young family. They said her name is like Rue Rose. Oh, that's cute. I love the name Rue. I don't. You don't I don't like know, Rue? Don't like Rue. That's cute. I really don't like it that much. And <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like know it. where I fall. It could be wrong. They could have just came up with it. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't really like it. Rue, it reminds me of Rue from um, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, it reminded me of Euphoria. It reminded me of Euphoria, but before that, it reminded me of Winnie the Pooh, too. I just don't like the name, but I like um, I like Junie, because I like that she's the junior, uh Iman Taylor Jr. I love that yeah. so So cute. Let me tell you, while we're talking about kids, another bitch that I don't like um. I was just so happy and I just went back to talking shit. <laughs> you know, Walker's a little brain dead ass. Like, let me tell y'all, that girl got such good music, but she is like stupid. And the fact that she was so gorgeous and messed up her nose like that really bothers me. But anyway, Future is a piece of shit. I don't even listen to his music. And he's in a custody, I mean, in a child support battle with his one of his baby mamas, Eliza Rain or something. And Eliza has been accused of asking for 53,000 a month for child support what she said is a rumor that she did not do, but, um, Summer's little bitch asked them go on Instagram, like, you know, what type of men, why do men keep getting, having babies with these type of women, like, you do not need $53,000 to take care of a child a month, you don't need that much money, but I cannot stand when people always got shit to talk about the parent that stayed, this Mm -hmm. man kids by about 15 different fucking women and he's a fucking millionaire always on his shows with i mean on his videos with fucking drake talking about his money but he didn't even want to give his child a thousand dollars a month i cannot stand these deadbeat ass men and i cannot stand women who who enable men like this because summer walker's boyfriend is a deadbeat to their other kids So shut the fuck up bitch I cannot stand when people especially talk about black women who are taking care of their children no you don't need that much money to take care of a child but if you have a child with me you're gonna take care of that fucking child too I must I say start giving these niggas um, custody they gonna start acting like they got more sense right but what they'll do is if you give up custody they're not going to take it they'll be like oh well who else can take care of this child Will it be your mom my mom how they gonna do it because i don't think that would be the answer either and the fifty three thousand, okay maybe that is too much but if i'm with the millionaire and he just asked for that she didn't ask for that he oh he's saying that she, she asked for that. that it was just a rumor she said she just wanted enough just to cover um him to, her kids to go to private school, which I think is, is very reasonable. He should pay for it. Yeah, but it's like anything that she does ask for, she he has denied this baby forever. First of all, then he finally then it finally came out that of course that is his baby. And I mean, you have money, you you're a millionaire, so why do you care? Whatever. If I said I just want my child to be comfortable you should at least give me that because you've made it painfully clear that you want nothing to do with me or my baby. So with Summer Walker and women like her, I think they're just so, they're just so ex- like ready to be on the side of the man, you know, the man's side because they just want to look good and impress men. And I'm like, no, none of them care. First of all, they don't care about you. And it's just, it's just hurtful. It's like, why are you even talking about that situation? You don't have kids yourself. You don't understand the situation and you you're just being really negative for no reason. And saying that, like, men shouldn't have kids with women like that. How about you put some accountability on the man who knew what he was doing? He knew he could have gotten her pregnant. Future is always trying to play the victim. But it's like you never obviously never want to wear condoms. So I'm just women like that really disturb me because it's like you're on the wrong side and you choose to be on the wrong side of it every time. Then she wants to pop back like, you know, I'm entitled to my opinion, but she has shit to say about them talking about how, um, you know, yeah her man london on the track ain't even no good ass daddy but she supports that shit but that's another thing that i could never do i could never be with a man that don't take care of his child I could no. never because how do you think he gonna treat your child and even if he treats your child better you're okay with someone not um treating their child okay at all and that's I Like that's why um i love cardi because he her husband takes care of the other kids and they always be around and everything too and she even says like even for his kids she's like I know I gotta stop cussing I know I gotta stop doing all this around the kids but it's really fucking hard like she's a good-ass stepmom be it like Cardi don't be like Summer Walker yeah don't be Summer Walker because I think any woman like like that's really like I try not to date guys with kids But my first thing is if you don't even bring up your child or you don't spend quality time with them, you don't invest in them. You don't do anything like that. How can I sit next to you and try and build a future with you that way? Because even if you are better, it just shows me it's because I'm having sex with you. So you need, you need the woman to be having sex with you for you to be a good man. So just things like that, that women do not pay attention to. Sometimes they're just so invested in just being in something. And Summer Walker, I just like, she always wants to have opinions, but then want to turn around and be like, oh, I got anxiety. I'm just nervous in front of people. And I'm this and I'm that. But you don't see people spiritually. I like I don't know how to take back. I don't like to take showers. I'm fucking <laughs> like, like myself, so I made my nose look like Michael Jackson. Like, bitch, let me tell you, her nose literally does look like Michael Jackson. And she was so beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> And I don't know why she did that. Like, so many girls always just botched their bodies, and it's like, you were so beautiful as you are, and, and, I'm, and I get what, and I do understand social anxiety. I get that, but it's like. Dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just just keep your opinions to yourself, like, at that point. Like, she should have just sat there and ate her food, okay? Yep yeah and so okay so liz i wanted to talk about this for the last couple of weeks monica and brandy finally yes. had their um their little versus battle and i want to know liz who you thought won um so just like i said in a couple ep- a couple episodes ago that brandy was gonna win and i was right brandy won I Brandy to me I would say she won because she really did not play like she really came out with her whole catalog like from like her hits to things that she liked to, to talk about and um, things that made her a star like my girl had like the Moesha theme song um impossible with her and Whitney Houston like was playing like so it was a bunch of things that made Brandy Brandy and I think that she I just think ultimately she won even though Monica's great too monica was great too but let me get into the awkwardness of brandy's under her breath and then monica just being like i don't know what happened after they had they break or whatever but monica was not feeling it anymore and i'm just like but you could just stay at home if you didn't want to do it like it was getting so apparent and then anytime brandy asked brought up the tour she was like girl bye we ain't doing that shit like Monica was so not on it but I really liked that it was a celebration of R&B and good ass R&B and black people like on social media was just like all into it all happy it was a really 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 good ass battle but it was getting long so I started getting tired girl I don't think I have been up that late just watching something since like oh probably at like the BT Awards I think it was that long too like it was a three hour like I'm really on Instagram live for three hours watching this, but I had a good time. Like I was just singing and reminiscing on the song. So, and of course, Black Twitter was just we were all together as a family. So I do, I do like that it brought us all together. Um, and just with the awkwardness, it was just funny. It just shows that they are not friends, like they're not friends of real life, but they did come together, they had a job to do. And they did it and i think even with Brandy's shady comments for some reason i don't think she does it she didn't realize that she was so shady and some of the things that she said like i don't think it was intentional but monica was not having any of it and it was just like girl i'm here to do this and then i just want to go home and but that was I, I the attitude the whole time yeah brandy was singing monica's songs and everything monica was like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, girl, be a team player. Like, what the he didn't sing The Boy Is Mine. And I'm like, girl. Right. This is just the only sh- song that gave you a fucking Grammy. You could at least sing that. But, you know, divas gonna be divas. Somebody was like, if Atlanta is a person, it's Monica. Yeah. <laughs> no, somebody also said, like, there are two coworkers who'd be like, per my last email. Like, <laughs> they definitely are. Oh. Like, they, um... Brandy was just trying to be all bubbly and giggly, and Monica was ready to fight her if she had to. Mm-hmm. At the point. But Monica, I don't know, she was so worried about looking good, she couldn't even sit down with that corset on. I'm like, girl, girl, I worn something. But Brandy was getting on my nerves with them fucking poems. Girl, I was like, what? What are you doing? And then my ma- my biggest like irritation with Brandy was when Monica played played sideline hoe, and she was like. Soraya, close your ears. Soraya is like 18, 19 years old. Her daughter is like 18. I yeah. was talking about, don't be listening to sideline hoe. Like, girl, if you don't go somewhere, I couldn't. <laughs> I did not know Monica was so ghetto. She's funny. I like her. Oh, she I is. follow her because I used to love her daughter so much. But yeah, my bitch, do not be playing. Mm-mm. But, like, even though they don't really like each other, I mean, they did make history together once again. So, they are really stronger together because I think at the end, um, it was 1.2 million views on Activity yes. Live. So, that was, I think, the biggest versus battle ever. So, I mean, they crushed together. And if they did do a tour, um, I think that would be a good time. I mean, people, once everything clears up, I think people would be ready to see that. So, who knows, um, but they did, that was a, that was a good show, that was really good. I think so, too, I'm, I, I wonder who's the next people, I, um, anytime it's the black woman, like, um, Erica Badu and What's their Names was really good, too, they did a lot of, they got a lot of views, too. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, like, Mariah Carey and Toni Braxton, I don't know if it will happen, but I, I could do that. <laughs> Go to see that because they were around at the same time. They both have like a lot of hits, and they I- both have be- beautiful voices. And Mariah mm-hmm. alone is gonna bring in even like the the you know, like the wider crowd, too. Mm-hmm. I think she's gotta be fun. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for rocking out with us on our 10th episode ever. Um, I hope that you learned a lot more about us and maybe even a little bit too much, but oh well, this is our shit, so deal with it. Um, And I am Ashlyn. And I am Liz. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beaded Karen. Also follow us on Spotify at Beaded Karen. So thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you.